Hello to everyone and welcome to the WISH program, the weekly inspiration for spiritual happiness program. In our last program, we brought the most wonderful foundation from the great tzaddik of blessed memory, Rabbi Tzaddik Wakon Lublin, who brings in his book Tzidkat Tzaddik, in letter 154, he brings such a beautiful, beautiful rule. And he says, you have to believe in Hashem, and then you have to believe in yourself. Today, we're going to speak about what did Rabbi Tzadok mean when he said you have to believe in Hashem. Because we want to eventually get to the second part of believing in ourselves. Because, as we spoke about it last week, the problems of everything that we see today, whether it's with children, whether it's with our financial situation, whether it's with toxic relationships, anything that you can imagine is all got to do with one thing. We don't believe in ourselves. We suffer from an inferiority complex. So in order to learn how to overcome these things, we need to believe in ourselves. But Rabbi Tzadok says, you first of all got to believe in Hashem. Now, what does it mean to believe in Hashem? Does it mean to believe that Hashem created the world, that there is Hashem, there is a creator. I mean, obviously Rabbi Tzadok is not speaking about that because those are foundations. Just like if we see a clock thrown somewhere, we know for certain that someone created that clock. The clock didn't just create itself. It's the same thing with the world. It's completely illogical and irrational to look at this beautiful world that we have outside and to say the world created itself someone created it. There is a creator. And the honest truth is, most big scientists today, they're all believers in one way or another. So, obviously, Rabbi Tzadok is not speaking about this most basic thing, believing there is a creator. So, what is he speaking about? One of the biggest problems that we have when we speak about our faith in Hashem, about believing in Hashem, believing in the creator, is believing that the creator is purely good, and all that he wants to do is to bestow goodness upon us. I mean, how many times have you yourselves been in such a situation? Or have you heard other people say sentences like, Enough! Creator Hashem, leave me alone! Why are you doing this to me? You're so difficult, there's so many hardships. Give me a break. What did I do to you? You hear these sentences and thoughts and things that people say and even the way people behave where they really and truly believe that Hashem wants to harm them, that Hashem wants to hurt them, that Hashem is trying to give them the worst situation that he can possibly can. And you see people turning to Hashem and saying, give me a break, leave me alone. People don't really believe that Hashem is good and that everything that Hashem wants is just to bestow goodness upon us. And this is what Rabbi Tzadok speaks about. We need to believe in the goodness of Hashem. So this is what we're going to be speaking about today. In Tehillim, in chapter 145, it's called Ashrei Yoshve Beitecha, Blessed are those who sit in your house. We say, on the ninth section, every single day, we say it in our praise three times a day, Hashem is good to all, and His mercy is, in, is on all His creations. Now, what does that mean? The Malbim there explains, imagine now if we take a flesh and blood king. Now, a flesh and blood king can be the most benevolent king, the most wonderful person. He will be good 
to those who are loyal to him. He'll be good to those who consider themselves as his loyal and royal subjects. But when someone tries to betray him, if someone tries to overtake his throne, what is he going to do then? That's it. Forget the good king. Now he becomes the bad king. He's going to hunt them down. He's going to bring them to trial. And he's going to make sure they pay for their pun- for their, they pay for their deeds. That is a normal, standard, flesh and blood king. He's good to those who are good and loyal to him. And he's bad to those who are bad to him. Says the Malbim, that's completely not the way Hashem runs the world. Tov Adonai Lakol, Hashem is good to all. To those who are loyal to him. And... On the other hand, to those who are bad towards him, to those who are unloyal, to those who do not follow his commandments, to those who don't follow Hashem's path, he is still good to all, trying to amend their ways, trying to bestow goodness upon them, trying to make sure that they change the way they live. The Rachamav and his mercy, Al-Kol Masav, is in all of his creations. Unlike a flesh and blood king that only has time to look Mostly at those who are close to him. And maybe remotely he can look at those who are further away. And so on and so on. And obviously a standard king, a flesh and blood king, won't have even time to look at the insects and the animal life living in his kingdom. Hashem, says the Malbim, is completely not like that. His mercy is on all of his creations. To the, from the biggest to the smallest. One of the most beautiful Jewish poems, a poem that we say every single Shabbos, at the beginning of the Shabbos, this poem was written by a great, great Torah sage, a great Makubal by the name of Rabbi, Eli, Rabbi Al-Azhar, Azkari, of blessed memory. It's called Yedid Nefesh. And do you know with what words it starts? We're now speaking to Hashem. We say to Hashem, Yedid Nefesh, Avarachaman. Yedid Nefesh, my soulmate. Avrahaman, my merciful father. Which we're talking to Hashem, this is what we're calling him. Our soulmate, our best friend in the world, the merciful father. Tell me, what father doesn't want to bestow the best that he can to his children? What father doesn't want to give his children everything that he can? Happiness, riches, health. Any normal father would want to give his children everything that he can. Hashem? who's our merciful Father, who everything in His power, do you think that Hashem doesn't want to give you everything? Our soulmate, someone who's my best friend, he's only going to want what's best for me. He's going to be happy for me, he's going to try and help me in whatever way he can. This is Hashem. Hashem is my soulmate. Hashem is my best friend. Rabbi Nachman of Breslev writes in his book, Likute Moharan, on the 21st chapter, in the 11th section, do you know what he writes? He brings there the Gemara in Tractate Psachim on the 50th page. The Gemara says, says it brings the Gemara there, brings the Pasuk, the verse, In those days, in the future, in the times to come, Hashem's name will be one and he will be one. The Gemara says, and what? Now he's not one, is he now divided? Can we say that we don't know that Hashem is one and rules the whole world? Says the Gemara, Today, in our times, we divide between the blessings on good things and bad things. On good things, we make the blessings of Hatove Hametiv, he who is good and he who does good. And on bad things, we say Dayana Hemet, he who judges with truth. Says the Gemara in the future, everyone will know that everything that Hashem does is only for the best. So the blessing for bad things, Dayana Hemet, the judge of the truth, 
that blessing will be cancelled. We're only going to make one blessing for every single thing we are going to bless. He who is good and he who bestows good upon us. Says Rabbi Nachman, that's what it means. In the future, we'll all know how good Hashem is. We'll all know how Hashem only wants to bestow goodness upon us, even if we don't realize it right now. Rabbi Nachman continues, and in his book, Likutei Moharan, on the 64th chapter, do you know what he says there? He says that Hashem created the world for one reason. Do you know what that is? In order to reveal His mercy, His goodness. Hashem created us, created this whole world, just to reveal how merciful and how good He is. Because if the world wouldn't have been created, on who would Hashem have revealed His mercy and His goodness? Now, this foundation that Hashem is only good and all He wants to do is bestow goodness upon us is brought in so many books. In the book Noam Melech, at the beginning of Pasha's Noso, he says exactly the same thing, that Hashem only created the world in order to bestow goodness onto His creations. In the book Shevet Musar, on the second chapter, he says exactly the same thing. Someone from a completely different area. The Shevet Musa was from Turkey. The normally Melech, Rabbi Elimelech Melizhansk, was from Ukraine and Poland. They say completely different things. They say exactly the same thing, even though they're from different places. The Shevet Musa writes exactly the same thing. Hashem created the world only to bestow His goodness upon all of His creations. And He says there, who is more merciful than Hashem? Who is more loving than Hashem? Who is more kind than Hashem? When Rabbi Tzadok of Lublin says that we have to believe in Hashem, this is what he means. We have to believe in the goodness of Hashem. And this is not just a pure mere belief. This is a halachic obligation. How can I say such a thing? Follow me. The Gemara, the Mishnah, in Tractate Brochus, on the 54th page, first side, says the Mishnah that you're obligated to bless on bad things just like you're obligated to bless on good things. The Gemara, a few pages later, on the 60th page, second side, says, wait a second, how can you do that? What does that mean? We know that today we have two separate blessings. For good things we said, we bless Hatov Ametiv. He who is good and bestows goodness. On bad things we say Dayana Emet, the judge of truth. So what does it mean blessing exactly the same way? Says the Gemara, my intention was not that you've got to make exactly the same blessing, but you've got to make both blessings with the same feeling of happiness, faith, and belief, one like the other. You need to know that good and bad are exactly the same thing. Because everything, in essence, is really good. And the Gemara there brings a story. The Gemara there brings a story of one of the greatest Torah sages who lived in all times, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says the Gemara was one day traveling and he had with him a donkey, a rooster, and a candle. It was getting dark. He wanted to go and have a start. He wanted to go somewhere to sleep, somewhere normal, you know, a nice, decent hotel, or somewhere to rest. And from afar, Rabbi Akiva sees that there's a city. Wonderful, it's getting dark. There's a city there, a Jewish city. I'm going to be able to sleep there. I won't have to sleep outside in the wild. Wonderful. He walks over to the city, and at the city gates are, stand, are standing these two big, strong, stern guards. And they say to him, 
Yes, what do you want? And Rabbi Akiva says to them, Hello, my name is Akiva. I'm someone who's traveling the paths here. I'd like, please, to enter your city. I'd like to find myself a hotel, somewhere to stay, somewhere to sleep over the night. And you know what happens? The guards look at him and they say to him, Excuse me, guests are not welcome here. Disappear. Go away. Rabbi Akiva is shocked. I mean, this is a Jewish place. A Jewish place that has no hospitality whatsoever. He tries again to plead with the guards, but they won't listen, and they send him off to his way. And Rabbi Akiva is going off to his way. Now, if this would have been us, how would we have reacted? We would have gone, oh, come on. What do you want from me, Hashem? Give me a break. I mean, you're not even letting me. I'm, I'm on the way. I'm on traveling. I'm on the road. I'm not even in my house. I just want to sleep for the night in a normal bed. And you can't even give that to me? Oh, bummer. Rabbi Akiva doesn't say that. Do you know what he says? He says, everything that Hashem does is for the best. He goes into the wild. He sets up a small camp. He has his donkey tied to a tree. The rooster tied next to him. He lights the candle. And he's getting ready to go to bed. He's getting ready to learn a bit before he sleeps. And he says to himself, if this is what Hashem wants, this is all for the better. I'm going to sleep here in the wild and tomorrow I'll be on my way. Suddenly he hears a roar and he hears his donkey crying. Within an instant, a lion came and devoured his donkey. Finished. No donkey. That means that tomorrow, when Rabbi Akiva goes again onto the road, he's going to have to carry everything on his own. He's not even going to be able to ride the donkey. Forget it. He's going to have to walk with his own two legs. Now, how would we react? We'd say to Hashem, come on. I mean, you didn't let me go into the city. You now killed my donkey. Give me a break. What else do you want from me? But Rabbi Akiva doesn't say that. Rabbi Akiva says, Hakol letova. Kol de'aved rachamana letavaved. Everything that Hashem does is for the best. Thank you, Hashem, for killing my donkey. I don't understand it, but I know it's for the best. Okay. The night goes on, and suddenly he hears a growl in the bush. And within an instant... A wolf jumps and whoop, devours his rooster. Finished. No rooster. No rooster. That means there's no one to wake him up. That means that a valuable animal that he had with him has just gone also. Now, our reaction would be, we turn to Hashem and go, oh, come on, Hashem, three strikes. What do you want from me? Enough. You didn't let me go into the town to sleep on a normal bed. You killed my donkey. You killed my rooster. What do you want from me? Again, Rabbi Akiva goes... Everything is for the best. Thank you, Hashem. Everything that you do is for the better good, even though I don't understand it. He's now left alone. No donkey, no rooster. The only thing that he has is a candle and a bit of light in order to shed the darkness of the wilderness away. And suddenly this big gust of wind comes and turns and then blows out the candle. It's dark and he can't relight it. Now the action would go, I've had enough. Leave me alone. I want to have nothing to do with you anymore. That's not what Rabbi Akiva says. He again turns and he says, he says to Hashem, Hashem, thank you. Everything that you do is just for the best. During the night, tells the Gomorrah, a whole group, a legion of robbers came into that city where Rabbi Akiva wanted to sleep 
took them all into captivity and led them off to sell them as slaves. And when Rabbi Akiva wakes up in the morning and he realizes what happens, he turns to Hashem and he says, Thank you, Hashem. Now I understand everything. Now I understand why you didn't let me go into the city. Because if I would have been there, I would have also been taken captive and sold as a slave. I understand why you killed my donkey. Because if my donkey would have made a noise, they would have discovered me. For that same reason, you killed my rooster. Because if my rooster would have called out, they would have heard me and come to take me captive as well. And for that same reason, you blew out my candle. Because that way, if I had a light, they would have noticed me from afar. Now, they didn't even notice me and left me alone. Thank you, Hashem, for saving me from captivity. Now, it's a nice story, isn't it? But the Shulchan Aruch, which is a law book, and it only speaks about laws. It doesn't speak about the way we should or shouldn't behave, but it speaks about the way we must behave. It's the Jewish Codex. The Shulchan Aruch, in part Arachaim, in chapter 230 on the fifth section, brings this as an absolute law, as an absolute verdict, with no question about it. A person must always get used to saying, You always need to learn, to remind yourself, to get used to saying, everything Hashem does is for the best. This is what Rabbi Tzadok means when he says we have to believe in Hashem. It's not just... It's not, it's, it's, we're not only talking here about a recommendation. We're talking here about an obligation. Believing in Hashem means that we are obligated to know that Hashem is good. He has, is good to everyone. He's merciful to all of His creations. All He wants to do is to bestow goodness upon us. We always have to say, It's an obligation. Everything Hashem does is for the better. And that's what it means, believing in Hashem. Until we meet again, may you have a wonderful and inspiring week, and may Hashem fulfill all of your good wishes. Amen.